Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl. Today is our recap episode of week 14 of the 22-23 season. And here are today's topics. Jesse Marsh and Leeds respond to the pressure beating Liverpool 2-1 at Anfield. Arsenal continue their winning ways, crushing Nottingham Forest 5-0 to go back to the top of the table. Manchester City grab a 1-0 win over Leicester City thanks to beautiful Kevin De Bruyne free kick. Man United hold on to beat West Ham United 1-0 and Marcus Rashford scores his 100th goal for the club. Roberto De Zerbi gets his first win for Brighton, sporting Graham Potter's return to the coast in a 4-1 win over Chelsea. Tottenham grab a late winner over Bournemouth winning 3-2. Newcastle jump into fourth, cruising past Aston Villa 4-0. That's what we have coming up in today's episode. That's right, Musty, and the weekend of November 5th and 6th is full with must-watch events on NBC and Peacock. It all begins Saturday with Everton versus Leicester City. That kicks off at 1.30pm Eastern. After that, it's a turn of the horses in the Breeders' Cup. That's at 3.30pm, followed by the Clemson Tigers taking on Notre Dame, and that's football in South Bend, and capped off with a brand-new edition of Saturday Night Live. Dachin continues on Sunday with the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. That's at 3pm and the Titans battling the Chiefs in the Sunday night football. That starts at 7pm. All events live, all events exclusive on NBC and Peacock. OK, after my mega read, my friend, <laughs> let, let's get ourselves to, to Anfield. Let's get ourselves to probably the story of this match week. Let's get ourselves to Jurgen Klopp's team who've gone back-to-back uh, defeats, who've lost that long, unbeaten home record. Mm. Let's talk about Liverpool, Rob, and where they are, and maybe give a little bit of praise to Jesse Marsh and Leeds as well, because there was some pressure on Jesse, many thinking maybe he's got a game or two to save his job. Mm. Wow, his team didn't have uh, put out for him, I thought. Yeah, let's, let's start with Leeds, Rob, and that side of things. And I think you saw from mm. the emotions at the end, the late goal going in from Somerville, you know, a young attacking wide player that was trusted to start this game um, I, I just thought the manager made some very bold and brave decisions with his lineup, with his substitutions with of course Wilfred Gnotto coming on the young 18 year old Italian yeah. player that gets involved in the goal does really well on the left hand side to create that winning goal I mean talk about I don't know a team that you know, when, when it really needs a, t- a performance and a victory, we've seen Jesse March gets him in a position to be able to mm. do that. Again, there was some bravery about the lineup yeah. and the way that they, they faced this at 1-1 and they still were willing and able to try and get that winning goal. Massive for Leeds, huge for, for Jesse March. I mean, we were talking on the show about it, Rob, in, in terms of what that mm. does now in terms of buying him time. Um, I guess persuading the ownership, Rob, and maybe kind of as important, the fans... He's got to get the fans back on board. We yeah. know the last game, um, the, the, the chance was starting. The, the fans were, were, were leaving him. Mm, he's sadly. earned, he's, I hope he's earned more respect, more trust, because I believe, and I'll say it right now, that there are definitely at least three, four, five teams that are not as good as Leeds United. I think Leeds United are going to be absolutely yeah. fine this yeah. season if everybody stays in control, stays behind the manager, stays supportive. There will be other uh, games that don't go well. The fans have got to, in my opinion, got to stick with the manager because if, you, if you're going to make a change, who knows? Who knows is going to come in? This squad's been moulded by Marsh in the summer and I think, I, I, I think he deserves time, 
and patience from everybody concerned to, to find some form, some results and climb the league. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, it isn't a case where I know you had maybe an argument, you know, where you say our, our ownership's sure before they, they make a choice. Steven Gerrard didn't look to me as though he was getting the right tune from his players, didn't look as though that relationship was great between the players and, and, and Stevie and, and obviously it cost him a job. I don't think that's the case with Jesse Morse. And I thought I thought the weekend, Rob, was a day that showed the players are very much with the manager totally. and the fans at the moment seem like they're, they're with the manager as well. It was it was a day for them to say, you know what, if we all back each other and, and stay sort of in Comedy United, then, as you say, they're, bo- they're brave, they're bold, Rob, which is kind of what, one of the things I love about Leeds and what separates them from other teams, they are bold. Yes, they push people forward. Yes, we know if they sat back in a lower block, maybe they wouldn't concede as many goals. But mm-hmm. this is Leeds. This is like the personality of the club and the way that they're run. And, and the other thing that, that stood out to me, Rob, was just raw energy from Leeds. The raw energy that this team have, that in the end played a part in, 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 in taking the game away from Liverpool. Liverpool got all this talent and all these world-class players and great reputations and title winners. But on the day, Rob, those young group of Leeds players had more energy and drive and commitment and it played a part in them getting the result. You know, I'll continue that, Rob, because, you know, I, would, I think the, the normal kind of wisdom would be when you're struggling, right... You're at the bottom of the league table. You're under immediate pressure for your job. You're going away to Anfield. Now, I know Liverpool haven't been the same Liverpool so far this season, but it's still a very, very difficult game. I saw the lineup and thought, fair play, Jesse Marsh, fair play. Like, there's no sense of, you know what, I'll I'll play Matthias Click in midfield as well to have three kind of hardworking players and I'll be a bit more defensive. I'll try and block it up. Absolutely not. And we've seen other teams do that, by the way, this weekend. We'll go and talk about it. I think Leicester did it a lot. Parking the bus, I mean. Mm. Um, Nottingham Forest certainly did it uh, on this Sunday match day, um, and it didn't work out at all. He didn't do that, Jesse March. He went with a, a 4-2-3-1, the usual kind of young, quick attacking players in behind Rodrigo as he started the game. Banford came off the bench yeah. and actually missed a really good chance later on. But no, to that point, you know, he's, it doesn't look like he's the one that's going to change things too much to to kind of alter the mindset of his team that he wants them to be in this this front yeah. foot aggressive kind of posture and it worked out and I and I'm pleased for Jesse March I, I'm pleased yeah. for Leeds United I guess and Liverpool will be frustrated we'll get on talk about them in a second but massive a really big day for Jesse March and Leeds and anyone who's named Crescentio Somerville my friend Deserves a Great deserves name. a special man. Twenty one years twenty one years of age it is today, mate. Twenty one yeah. years of age. Amazing. And it was all about twenty ones because because I, I also read then it's the first win that Leeds have had against Liverpool in twenty one years, huh. and the last time Liverpool were defeated at home was March twenty twenty one. So it's all the twenty ones, wow. my friend. Amazing. It was a day. It was in the making. Great work, great work. Making amazing stat there. Before we move on from, from Le- when I, when yeah. I, before we move on from Legion, yeah. Rob, I, there's there's the um, yeah the little thing we do every week, and my underappreciated performer of the weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Elan yeah. Melier, the Leeds United goalkeeper. Okay. I think yeah. I think generally is out it, there, <clears throat> I think generally out mm. there, I think there's a sense of is he is he very good? I mean, he's a young goalkeeper. Yeah, and, yeah, there know, is. Yeah, um, I, I, I think was, he's I was one of them, Rob. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. 
But he had a good game. He made he made like seven saves oh, and some really game. important saves yeah. to keep his team in it. You saw him yeah. celebrating at the end. You saw the Leeds players going over to Melier. Mm. I just think you know he's one yeah. of those that at his age. I even got the, my numbers. He's like he's like twenty one or twenty two. Mm, he's he's, young, he's yeah. really young. Yeah, yeah I mean he's got right, big future. Yeah, yeah. And for somebody that doesn't get a mm, lot of true. talk about a young goalkeeper at a size of yeah. club at Leeds United. That performance mm. when his manager needed him, I thought he deserved a special mention and he gets my underappreciated. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a good shout, mate, because, mm. uh, like you say, we, we've often highlighted when he's made mistakes or he's looked a little bit yeah. short of experience. But, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it's taken him, you know, just a year or two to get used to the Premier League. Um, but, yeah, good shout. Um, OK, we, we have to turn our attention to Liverpool, Liverpool mate, because it, it's, it's not going in the manner they would want, in the manner Jurgen Klopp would want. It's another game, Rob, I think that's eight in the last 12 where they conceded the first goal. It's, a, it's, a, it's another, it starts with a mistake that puts them under pressure, they've got to get back in the game. I didn't feel, I mean, they had a couple of chances, Rob, but I never felt like they particularly no. controlled the game no. in any periods where I'm thinking, like, that's all Liverpool, that's them coming back. We've given this team lots of praise um, and, and, and plaudits, Rob, when they've been going well, when they've been pushing, whether they've won games, won titles and all that. Mm. Are we at the stage where we have to take a different look at this, this, this team now? Because I, I just think there's, 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 a few things that are, there's a few things now that are looking a bit scrappy with, it, with this group. That's a good way of putting it, scrappy, because I, I think you're right and I think there's a problem. This is now an issue at the club. Jurgen Klopp, um, kind of sometimes a little bit awkward watching when he's getting grilled by the, yeah. Yeah. the Sky reporters about why are you not doing this and why are you inconsistent and why are you conceding goals. Yeah. And I think, you know, we know there's a couple of couple of big players that, that are injured right now in Diogo Jota and uh, Luis Diaz, of course, but they've still got Firmino, yeah. Mo Salah and Darwin Nunez playing up front. Yeah. Like this little diamond with uh, yeah. Firmino playing in behind Salah and, and Nunez. I thought those two mm-hmm. were a little awkward together, Rob. I, 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 I mean, it's, it's kind of new, both of them playing up front. I think we've seen Mo Salah, we've said it on yeah. our pods, like, is it, I think he's been enjoying playing as a central nine, runs in behind, brilliant finisher in those situations. Yeah. Nunez wants to do the same thing. So it kind of made sense to play two up front centrally, but there wasn't much chemistry. It didn't really work. It's a different system again, what Jurgen Klopp's trying with this 4-4-2 diamond. He's yeah. trying to mix it around. He's trying to get the best out of this team. It's just not happening. Me and Tim Howard, Rob, just we just did our little um, tactic session, which we do on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Yeah. And, you know, we just try and pick out something afterwards on our Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the sloppy nature of both goals. And, you know, I guess you can say mistakes happen for the first one. And Tim had a really interesting... Yeah. I mean, that's why it's yeah, great to have Tim with us. Yeah, he just said in that yeah, situation when Joe Gomez... Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's, when, he can't, when he's going to play a ball to you as a goalkeeper and he can't see you, you've got to be really careful where yeah. you run to because he's going to hit a blind position, ball. Yeah. And what Tim said is... Mm. And, and Alisson probably shouldn't assume that he's going to play the ball back where he wants it. And he said he should have held a little longer. I thought it was a really interesting Mm. point. Of course, that was the first goal. Second goal, you know, I I looked at it a few times, Rob, and there's there's quite a lot of things in it that's very avoidable. I mean, um, Nyoto, the the youngster that came on, somehow gets the ball into the centre, Rob. There's three Liverpool players around him. There's like three around him within a few yards. And he still manages to get the ball across. And then interesting, again, when, when these goals go in and we, and we break things down, sometimes we don't see everything, but 
with the opportunity to take a few more looks. Virgil van Dijk, I mean, you know, we always say about defending, and defenders have to be the ultimate yeah. pessimist, right? He, he, he has yeah. no sense that that ball's going to come across, Rob. So when it Thank runs you. across the centre, mm-hmm. he like, oh, he jumps up quick, he's second to the ball, it then gets in, in, the, in between the feet of Somerville, Crescencio Somerville, and, and, and Van Dijk again maybe can step forward, Rob, to try and block it. Remember yeah, the goal against yeah. Man United where he, he, kind, of, he kind of held his yeah, position? Yeah, he stands, doesn't he? And yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, he's been like, doing like, that listen, a lot. We, we, we've yeah. given praise to him and this team when they've done well, and it's our job to, to, to sort Correct. of see what's going on. Absolutely. And that was a, I've two the same sloppy, thing, Rob. Yeah, sloppy goals. Yeah, it, it, it's harder because he's been a great player and they've done great things and, and his standards are, are so high. But that doesn't excuse him from... from Not being ready for the um, cross, like it's late. You know, yeah, absolutely. No, and so I, so, I, so I, I had a line similar. So obviously I, I, did, I haven't seen the breakdown yet. Obviously I'll, I'll look at that and, and the goals are not great. And, and just... But just generally, Rob, the Vir- Virgil van Dijk, we've got to talk about because when we're talking how great Liverpool were in the press and, it, you know, his... his influence around the back four. We've given him all the praise that any centre-back could back, you know, talking about one of the best that's been in the league. You know, I think that's very much still up for debate and the next few weeks and months will, will, will tell us more. But just the Van Dijk thing, Rob, so as, as I was watching and I saw, you know, I saw the second goal, saw the game, we in the media have got this guy, you know, saying when he's at the top of his game, he's a Rolls-Royce. You know, he, he reads games, he's athletic, he's powerful. The size of him, remember when we were over there and mm-hmm. one time and he was warming up next to us and he, he's a beast of a man. And, 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 but is Paul, can part of his problem be, Robin? I was trying to get myself in the, in the head of like somebody like that. He's still trying to be a Rolls Royce at the moment. And, and he's, he's a bit more like a Prius, in, in all honesty, than a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Does he have to? Does he have? Does he have to? Does he have to get up, get back to just being a, a tough, raw defender? And it doesn't matter how classy you look. Just stop. John Terry was probably the most unclassy-looking centre back we ever played. He's up there with my all-time greats, Rob. Because mm. push come to shove, he'll do what's required to stop the ball going in the back of net. I sometimes feel with Van Dijk, it's about. That, but it's also about looking good doing it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm, I'm trying to get I know to? exactly what you mean, Rob. I'm just trying to think of, has he ever been a, a blimmin' Toyota Camry or, or whatever yeah. whatever reliable, yeah. earthy yeah. defender? Yeah. Has he ever been that? I don't know whether or, he's ever been that. Can Maybe he be just, that? Can yeah, he be that? I, I yeah. to, by the way, I yeah. totally agree with what you're saying. Roll your sleeves up, Ver. Just get yeah. back to being how brilliant you can be. Instead mm. of, Rob, it's almost like, listen, we're, we're having a bad time, but I'm still the same guy. And I'm, you know, I'm yeah, doing all right here. Yeah, and yeah. I'm still going to look a million dollars. I want him I want, to change. I want him to as well. Yeah. And lead the team back to back to some standards because, you know, it, it's real. Of course, like, we, everybody, of course, Jurgen Klopp being the main man is trying to figure out what really is going on here. This is crazy. Like, in terms of stories yeah, yeah. of the league table right now, and there's, there's some great stories there, of course, mm. Liverpool... Yeah. that were one point away last year and going for all four tournaments, a ninth, a ninth in the Premier League after. I mean, we're almost a third in where we are. I mean, we're about a third into the campaign. Yeah, I mean, it is yeah. the biggest. And there have been that many injuries um, to afford this. So maybe yeah. this I mean, entire... Everybody's, is, everybody's had the injuries, haven't they? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's, it's remarkable. And it's, um, it's a collective thing. And it, you know, it, it goes throughout the side. It's amazing what confidence can do to the player... Uh, of all the yeah. players and then the yeah. team and then the fans and then the manager 
It's difficult. It's difficult. It's a tough watch, I'm sure, for Liverpool fans right now. There's still plenty of good mm. players there. It's not super aging squad, though. There are some older no. players within it. We know that, and Milner, of course, and a few others. Um, Thiago, but, yeah, but Fabinho. I mean, yeah. this is a this is the toughest moment in, in Jurgen Klopp's time in Liverpool for sure. We've never seen with Klopp. It's been like this: steady up, steady up, and then wow, yeah, win. Yeah, this yeah. is now we're we're on a down. We're on a down now, and he's got to try and arrest it. Do and that's we, not easy. So, how do we feel about the rest of the season, Rob? Do we feel top four now? I mean, what what I still think with Liverpool, and whether rightly or wrongly, is they could go on a don't see it. Ten game run of, of winning eight games and drawing two. They still got that capability, and that that keeps them close to top four in Champions League football. But mm. if this carries much longer, Rob, yeah. they, 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 they really are not going to be. In, and, and next weekend they go away to Spurs. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're eight points away, I, I believe. Eight points away. Eight yeah. points away from top four right now. I think they're eight I points know. from top four. Yeah, yeah, eight points from top four. Five points from bottom three. God. But no, but you are right. They, they could find a groove and find some form. I mean, maybe yeah. the World Cup break. I mean, I, I think it's. A, I mean, it's mm. pretty amazing. We're going to go into a situation, Rob, where who literally who knows what fettle anybody's team's yeah. going to come back. You could have people that are, that have been won the World Cup. You could have people that are injured. Yeah. You could have people and that have had a miserable yeah. time. Mm. You know, could be a long yeah. drawn could out. Could lose the World Cup final and can't get over it. Yeah, you can't get over it. They got straight back in the Premier League matches. So that throws a, a huge kind of unknown into the season. Maybe it would help Liverpool to have a big break. I, I don't know. But that that was, yeah. a, was a bit yeah. of a shocker for them. But again, just finishing off on Leeds. Fair mm. play to Leeds. And Jesse March, who, who yeah. I think we both really enjoy listening to, how open he is. How much he cares about it, yeah. how much he loves his job there, and it's just a such a tough and a cruel environment when fans start to turn and you start to get some of the hammer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a big, big win for, yeah. for Martial. It's, it's not easy, is it? And, no. and it's a big club with with big voices cool. and, and you know really yeah. powerful and, and committed fan base. I thought he did a brilliant job at the end, very just at the very end of the game, Rob, where he can he, he, he composed himself. He shook hands with Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. You could see it was burning in him, and then a couple of his players <laughs> yeah. came over, and he couldn't let it go. Yeah. But I thought yeah, he did really. Good. That was classy as well. Yeah. Listen, pressure was on him there, and he knew a, a bad defeat there might have been the end of his, his Premier yeah. League uh, tenure. It's, it was that that strong. So yeah, well done, yeah. Leeds. Well done, Jesse Marsh. Mm. Uh, work to do for Liverpool. Okay, mate. We've, we've spent uh, enough time on that. Let's um, move on to a team who continue to be part of the title picture right now, Robbie Mustard. And I'm absolutely amazed that we are getting to that World Cup break that's a unique season and Arsenal are going to be in top three position. From where they've come, from where we started, from even some people saying, well, it can't last. Have we got to start talking Arsenal in a, in a different vein now, mate? Well, I'm not. I, 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 I'm... I know exactly how I feel about this. First off, going from fifth in this division, yeah. given the teams and squads and everything yeah. else that's here, to be challenging for the title is, is incredibly well done. Like, has anybody done that? Maybe yeah. they have. Yeah. And, but fifth to, 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 they're going to, trying to go from fifth to first in this league with the teams that there is is, is remarkable. Yeah. Um, superb. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I feel that with European competition, Rob, in the second half after the World Cup, 
it's kind of the same team that play the Premier League matches. Now, I know there's some rotations in yeah, yeah. the Europa League, and, mm. and not all the team, by the way, but there are some rotations. But, but for the most part, it's the same team. It's not like City where you don't know who's going to play because they're going to switch people out all the time. Um, I just think that's going to catch up with them when you start looking into February, March, when the, champ- uh, the European games kick off again. Uh, and they've got to play the Thursday-Sunday thing. I just think it's mm. got to be so difficult. Yeah. And also, of course, given Man City and, and Haaland and, and how he's done, to think that they can be right there. Mm. We had a kind of a bit of fun in the studio today and, like, in determining what means that they, are, that they have been genuine title contenders. And we kind of said, you know what, if we're into April, yeah. if we're into the start of April and Arsenal are within six points of Man City, that is incredibly impressive. And I said... I just don't. I just don't see it. But they might. Do you think that Rob? Like, say the first yeah. week in April, that's a lot of games. They stay within six um, points. It would be fantastic yeah. for Arsenal. Absolutely. And, and I'm, you know, listen. You know me. You know, go back to the Leicester story. Mm. Go back to sort of pre-Liverpool before we knew where they were and winning titles and, and losing titles by the odd point mob. We didn't know back then when they were. 12, 13, 14 games in. Like, our big question was, we've never seen Liverpool put 38 games together. So there's yeah, always a no, question yeah, is, yeah. about your group yeah. until, until you get there, until you know. One thing I'd like, Rob, one thing I'd like the ownership to do, and if Mr Cronky or, or his son or any of them that are listening in, go and get what we call in our, fr- our fruit cocktails some melon. And melon is your filler, Rob. <laughs> melon is your, is your filler for your squad. Arsenal need some fillers, some Thursday night European fillers who can be of a level that, that help the football club, but not change what's going to be the, the, the they, starting. They've got some 11, fillers, 12, I mean, they, they've got players. some, and they get and they do get yeah. help. I think the, the, for me, Le, it's Le like those fillers have got to come in the Premier League as well at some point, Rob. They got, in the Premier League, they've got to come in and and and, and yeah. Well, the kid did today. Vi- didn't he? Vieira's done no, that before. Um, He's coming and done well. We got Le Nelson here. Vieira and, and Katia. Yeah, Pepe's I mean, still at the football club, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he started against PSV. Of course, it wasn't a good game for yeah, Arsenal. They lost yeah. on Thursday. Um, Tierney played. Holding played. Laconga played. You know, Vieira yeah. played. So there is a little bit of filler mm. there. But but so, if that's enough to yeah. give the, the first Smith, team as a Smith break... Smith-Rowe to Premier, come back, isn't yes, he? Yeah, he's to come back. Yeah, Smith-Rowe well, then he's yeah. injured. Zinchenko's yeah, close so, to coming back. Matt Turner, I just think yeah. one, or two, one or two bodies might fatten yeah. it up. Might just give them the opportunity, Rob, to, mm. to hang in there. Because that's oh. going to be the problem. I mean, you know, of all things today, we'll, we'll talk about Richard um, Nelson in, in, in a moment. Because I, I just did a little... I, I, had a little look at him and about him because I, you know, I wasn't too sure. Come through the academy, they're mm. saying his numbers have been spectacular. Played all the U- England youth things. They've been saying, you know, everybody thought he's another sacker, and it hasn't quite worked out for him as yet. He was on loan at Feyenoord last yeah, year. He's, he's been on loan. Um, he's been injured. I think well, Reese Nelson's been around forever. Yeah. It seems like, but he hasn't really. Yeah, the had name, that yeah. breakout yet. Mm. Yeah. How, how much does? <clears throat> Like the Saka and in, in, in the injury, and you know if one or one other, you know Saka was out and you lose one of the other key, Jacker right now or Odegaard, is is that does that become a, a big problem or can the Vieiras come in? Can the Congos come in and, and 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 keep the standard? Well, that's a big question, Rob, and that's that's where again, you know, I'm I'm not sure where the, where there's certain because there's so many tough Premier League games now. It's not just the big boys. There's tough tough games every yeah, week. Yeah, Whether yeah, they can come in over game, a long yeah. period of time, I don't know. I mean, of course, Bakayoko Saka will be a concern for both Mikel Arteta and 
possibly Gareth Southgate with England. I don't yeah. know. It kind of walked off. You know, it didn't look too bad yeah. an injury, but it, yeah, it came out of the game. But that, bad, that's yeah. that's the question. I mean, the other thing, Rob, Gabo Jesus, mm. I mean, was all over the place today. I mean, we see him running back, tackling back, yeah. chasing, getting out wide, crossing the ball in. He almost scored, hit one. Yeah. It's a month, yeah. I think it's since, a month and, yeah. uh, since he scored since a goal. He goal yeah. Is there any concern? Could have done with one, couldn't he? Mm. Um, not when he's playing as well and others are scoring, Rob. I think if, if he's having a little bit of a spell or drier spell, um, you know, he's got to he's got to contend with now being the lead number one name in the attacking part of the pitch and deliver over the course of a season, which he's never had to do to this point. He's yeah. been in and out City, had little rooms and had him. little people. Mm. Now he's got, yeah, he's got to be that reliable. And, and in fairness, his game... Is looking is still looking good in terms of the other things, but as we know, confidence comes from the goals. You know, for, for centre forwards, that's what they want. And um, it, it, I thought that would have been a, a Jesus goal would have been today mm-hmm. yeah. as well as he played, as well as he was involved. A Jesus goal would have been icing on the cake and just a boost for Arsenal going into the next few games. And I know it's their next game, Rob. Yeah, is away at Chelsea. Yeah, it's a beauty. Away at Chelsea next mm-hmm. game is a big game, isn't it? Because at the moment, I think they're, they're 10 points clear of Chelsea as we stand now. Can you imagine them beating Chelsea going into that break? It, it's yeah. all of a sudden look, looking pretty good. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I just yeah. wanted to, to mention, ahead. mate. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, just, just, on, just on this one. Was, and it was, we had, um, we had a beer with, with Ian Wright towards the end of the Fan Fest. And it was something interesting he talked about. And I just wanted to, to bring it up maybe for a couple of our, our viewers and listeners, especially those in the US who may not know, that he, he was talking about. There's a section of the stadium at Arsenal that there's these young, all the young kind of fans go to, and it's creating a real buzz, and they've got their own songs, and there's a real atmosphere change. And again, um, second half when the football was flowing, you, you sense that you know around, we don't often see great shots of, uh, of the crowd and where it is in the crowd, but there is a sense, Rob, that there's this kind of new wave of energy yeah. that's coming with Arsenal that, that they're feeding off. And, and right, you were saying there's like this section of the, of, of the stadium now that's alive all the time and they're singing and they're getting it going. And it's a very different place to how it, how it used to be, the Emirates. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, you know, I thought they needed it in this game because there was moments in the first half, mm, Rob, after they scored, yeah. it, it, was a yeah. li- it was a little flat. It was a, it was a little flat. And I, I remember saying at half-time, like, yeah, that's you know, mm. great start from Arsenal and, and, and fair play to, to Martinelli, but it, it, they, they probably should yeah. have put Forrest away. Forrest were there for the taking mm. as they got properly taken in the second half. And I think, I think um, Arteta yeah. said afterwards that he was a bit disappointed that he hadn't scored that second goal. It made the second half a little tougher, yeah, but of course they yeah. get ahead and they crush Nottingham Forest, Rob, that we should, we should come on to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah, great, yeah, great, yeah. great for Arsenal. Well done. I mean, 5 0. Wow, after a couple of apparently yeah. like, you know, mm. disappointing performances, yes. though, you still look at the league table Jaws, and they've won yeah. nine out of 11 games or something. So, well done, <laughs> Arsenal. Um, not a Forest Rob, who, who have been a little better last four games, two wins, two draws, better defensively. Yeah. This, this um, more of a solid, pragmatic approach, which, uh, you know, was the right thing to do. Talk about, talk about one step forward, maybe two steps forward and like five back in the space of 90 minutes. I thought Nottingham Forest were, were, were just collapsed, were shambolic. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll chuck in the main kind of my main thought of Forest, Rob. I'll chuck it into you now, as I said on, on our air. I, yeah. I, I would question whether when there's so many new players in a dressing room, right, and you've just signed a new shiny new contract, you've just arrived, everything's new and different, mm. there's a ton of players, it's a little bit quiet, a little bit awkward. The games start, 
and you and, and you, you you start to have some 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 travail, some struggles, some suffering. There's nothing to go back on if you're a new team, Rob. There's no kind of history. Well, remember mm. when such or you've built relationships yeah, with certain players and like, come yeah. on, you know, yeah. we, we know what it's yeah. like at this situation. There's no kind of spirit to go back to as a foundation of, right, let's mm. get back to, because what are they getting back to? It's so new. Is there any, do you think there's anything in that, yeah. Rob, where it's like, because there's, I don't know, there's just, yeah, I do. I, they, nobody, do yeah, they care? I mean, do they care yeah. enough? Because they're all so new and it's, I don't know. They, they all care. They, they care because they're professionals. For some, it's a chance of, of, of playing in the Premier League, some of which probably wouldn't wouldn't get the opportunity. So and I, I think it might be going a little too far to say, do they care? But it's how they care, Bob. It's how you show you care. Like, if I'm Nottingham Forest, and I totally agree with your point uh, about the numbers coming in and the, and, and the, and the um, contract Togetherness and all that. Togetherness of the totally squad, like the, the harmony yeah. and all there, that. There's there is real... no togetherness yeah. yet because we haven't, we haven't built right. any. Here's, here's an interesting one that I think when, when that happens, Rob, as well. Let's just say there's 26 people in the dressing rooms, you're training or whatever. There's as many unhappy people in that dressing room as happy. The, the, and, and unhappy pros, unhappy older pros, group are not together. good to have around the football. Club. No, they group together. Group as well. together, and, and they'll be they'll be they'll be sitting in the back of the bus, or they'll be on training on Monday, going, "God, them not weren't very good, were they? When's our turn?" And so you get this kind of a bit of us and them in the dressing room, Rob. The team yeah. that are playing, and 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 that's never a good sign. Never ever a, a, a good sign. My other point on that on on this one, and this is where I was, and I think I think Steve Cooper was shocked today. I'll get when you go to Arsenal and they're better than you and beat you. I'll get when you go to City, Liverpool. If you go to Southampton and Brighton and they outplay you. But never, Rob, it's unforgivable if you've come to a football club, whether you've come up with them or you've been bought in, and you don't give it your all. You don't win some battles. You don't put all the effort and, 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 and energy. That's a given. You can do that regardless of how good you are, how you set up, what the score is. It didn't look to me, Rob, like they were particularly up for but it. But he said it. He said that's what he said afterwards, Rob. In his interview, Steve Cooper said, "You yeah. know, uh, like yeah. we didn't run, we didn't, we didn't give, we didn't yeah. give what we should have." Now that's a terrible sign. Wow, wow. I mean, God, blimey! That's so not good, my you know, friend. It, it, that's not good. He, he signed a new contract. Results got a little better. Yeah. Now, was he given a new contract? So, if things don't go well. Well, at least he gave yeah. him a chance. He, he gave him a second a, he chance. He gets a nice payoff. He, he gets yeah. a little payoff. And he'll get a nice payoff, and then we move on. I don't think he's nailed on to be manager of Nottingham Forest by the time we come to the end of the season. I don't. I think this, I this owner and this group yeah. are ambitious to well, do more and get better. The money they spent. And the I think it, if we get to the win to this break and yep. they're down well, and, and looking out, I think change, I think change yeah. comes. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, wouldn't I, be surprised I just, to see Sh- Sh- Sean Dyche. Wouldn't surprise me at all to, to see him in in, in in that hot seat, second half of the season. No, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, God, it, it's so difficult, of course, in that league. But I think you're right that they've spent so much yeah, money to, yeah. to, to, to 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 let this continue for, mm. for any length of time. Sean Dyche was it 20, 23 years out, 23 years oh. out of the Premier League, and, and, and to go yeah. straight back, mate, it yeah. would be disastrous for that football yeah. club. All right, move it on, mate. Okay, mate, should we mm. should we move things on? Yeah. Um, Leicester City nil, Manchester City one. Um, not your, your, your classic Manchester City game. Brilliant, Kevin De Bruyne free kick, good enough to win the points. Uh, no, early in Holland, suppose yeah. no problem for City, get the job done. Um, what's your takeaway on this one, mate, with, with, with Leicester? I know you, you had a thought about them sitting deep and, and, yeah. and trying to 
low block against a City team who gonna ha- gonna dominate possession and it's you know whether you can stop enough chances, goalkeeper has a good day. Yeah, I mean, we saw Brighton do it a very different way last weekend, Rob. They lost 3-1 at home. Uh, of course, uh, Man City yeah. were at home. Um, but I really enjoyed the way yeah. that Brighton tried to do it. I mean, you, you can't... I mean, we, I've said many times, you, you know, sometimes you've got to be pragmatic and get behind the board against City. They did that, yeah. Leicester. They did it. And, and they stuck to that mm. kind of game plan throughout. Maybe they could argue that, look, it took an amazing free kick from Kevin De Bruyne to find a way through. Um... I mean, De Bruyne, I mean, Pep saying afterwards that he's back. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't think he went anywhere, by the way. But, but Pep said, like, he's not say, been his best. Yeah. yeah, but he said he hasn't been his best. <laughs> yeah. He's been quiet. He hasn't been involved. And mm. he said, like, now, involved, involved, wow. involved. Like, that, that's De Bruyne. I mean, De Bruyne, the free kick was incredible. Um, I'm, a bit, oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm a bit disappointed, I suppose, with Julian Alvarez, Rob. I mean, maybe that's a little harsh. It's hard to jump into the team as a number nine yeah. after Haaland yeah. and, and try and you know, be, be super effective and, and, and so I thought yeah. he was a little quiet. Um, I'd agree, yeah, I'd but agree. It, it, but it, I, it was... I think sometimes, Rob, that shows, just on that, that shows the complexity of going into a City team. Jack Grealish is a, oh, you know, yeah. great Premier League football. They struggle to still settle into City's yeah. team yeah. because Haaland makes it look so easy and because of all his, his natural attributes. Mm. I think, you know, for, for, we've seen many centre-forwards, haven't we, you know, who, who it takes a moment, I think. Yeah, I mean it does. I mean, and but City got it got it done, Rob. And um, you know, Leicester didn't really mm. change their approach too much. Uh, a couple of looks, um, but yeah, I, I still think Brennan Rodgers has still got a lot of work to do, Rob. I know you know recently won yeah. these games um, against the bottom three. I think they were when they played them, or they they are now or something. They got wins. Still a long way to go yeah. for Rodgers. I still think he owes the fans a little bit. I still think there's a bit of underachievement going on. Of course, it's, it's difficult against Man City. Um, we'll see yeah. what Leicester do next weekend. They're away at Everton. That's kind of an interesting game. Uh, the late game yeah. on Saturday. Um, so we'll see. But no, it, not much else to say. I mean, City's style a little different mm-hmm. because Haaland wasn't there. Didn't always look super yeah. connected and fluid as normal. But, you know, De Bruyne is special. I mean, it's a picture-perfect technique. Yeah. It's just a thing of beauty. Unstoppable. I mean, Danny Ward's dive is, I mean, so far yeah. away from it. <laughs> Um, so City, yeah, yeah they, they, uh, yeah, they, they is, get it done again. Is it not? I, I heard a radio debate, mate. I always try and chuck one of these pub mm. radio debates, in, and maybe for a discussion. But who's more important, Haaland or De Bruyne for a City team? Who could you? Who could well, you De miss? De Bruyne, probably. And, and, Probably De Bruyne. I'm going to say I'd have to probably go down yeah. the line of KDB. Yeah, because they've won stuff without him. They've won a title without him without him already. Yeah, and they can. And if if uh, something happened to Haaland, you'd still fancy him to do it, given yeah. on what he can do. Mm-hmm. And also with Haaland, yeah, not... he he kind of relies on De Bruyne to give him a lot of his crosses and passes. The ser- and assists. Yeah, the service. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good shout. Yeah, but yeah. I'd say De Bruyne as well. It's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, mate. Let's move on to those teams battling for a top four spot. Um, I start with with Manchester United, uh, the game at Old Trafford. An interesting game, probably not. Um, certainly, Ten Hag said after the game, not always mm. to his liking. Mm. Um, obviously, got the win. Try to shore things up late on as West Ham pushed forward, and, and probably would feel David Moyes would feel his team deserved and should have got maybe a point out of it. Um, what was your overview on United's day? Because I, I know you were a little disappointed when you said first off in terms of mm. the control and mm. giving the ball away quite mm. cheaply mm. and wasn't quite the mm. 
wasn't what we've seen over the last couple of games where we've, you know, the Chelsea game where they drew and played particularly well and, and you know, the poor yeah. game that they, they dominated possession. Wasn't that, wasn't that kind of day today? No, I just expected, I just expected a bit more sparkle, a bit more of that attacking mm. power, mm. expansion, fluidity, speed that we've seen at Old Trafford against Spurs. Was it Spurs, the 2-0-1, Rob? They, they won recently. Spurs, yeah, yeah. Before they the played, Chelsea yeah. one. Brilliant, brilliant performance. 2-0 really well, two, yeah. two and Fred two and, and uh, Spurs, Bruno yeah. Fernandes. Mm. Um, so it's kind of different. They still, we still had the width there. Of course, Ronaldo got the start up front. Um, yeah. And uh, Casemiro did the holding role again, and Ericsson. Harry Maguire mm. was a story. Um, Victor Lindelof was ill, not able to play, so Maguire had to, to start back there. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple of stories of players that we'll get onto, Rob. It's just, just in general, and, and, I, and I could sense it. We had a little ISO camera on Ten Hag in the first half, Rob, and he sat there and he, you know, he looks unhappy and he's chuntering and he's kind of. Yeah. So he, he expected better passing. Because if you don't pass a ball well, then you get these turnovers, you risk getting caught on a counter-attack, you can't yeah, get an attacking play. There's so yeah. much that's reliant on mm. accurate, crisp passing, which wasn't there for United. Um, many players giving it away. Then you get, like he said afterwards, Rob, he called it a tennis match, where you go from one end, the ball goes to one side, yeah, goes back to the other side. End. It's not yeah. what he wants at all. So, yeah. listen, it's credit that they get mm. the job done, but not really the, the full-flowing United that I was kind of excited to see. Yeah, do you know? Do you know what I wrote down? A sort of average performance, but I thought it was a good day for Ten Hag in that some of his structures you can see. You can see it's it's not the when we don't play well we get in Brighton's and, and Brentford type of situation. Mm. So we, it, it, it's more controlled. There's, there mm. is a structure, Rob. Yeah. But the other big thing I took away from today was the standards now with this guy. Yeah, with Ollie under Ollie, if yeah. that was a win, that oh, was a win. Like, we, yeah, we did down. okay. We, about, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it was a win for Ollie. This guy's saying it's a win, but if, if we do this mm. on a regular basis, we'll get hurt. Mm. And I thought he's, he's setting his standards in, in the way he talks. I just, I just thought United are going in the right direction because this guy, even when winning, is going to make sure that players know that you know we've got to still do things better. Um, and as you say, they, they needed two. Moments of brilliance from one from the the, the centre forward, the young centre forward playing on the left, and one from the goalkeeper. Uh, a couple of saves late on yeah. from De Gea that that you know kept them the points. But um, no, it, it 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 was one of those days where I think, like you say, as a coach, it, it gives you work to go back on the training round and get people doing because mm. you can revert back to listen. We we won at the weekend, but we we we're going to be better than that. I think we have to get to the two stories, Robin. And I know um, Bex and, and you, Tim, touched on on Marcus Rashford. Let, let's start with him. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, what a day he had. What a change. You know, there was two things that stood out for me. And you, you actually said exactly one of the things I'd wrote down, where I just said, it was a day when he looked more dangerous for Ronaldo, had more confidence in Ronaldo, and looked like he wanted to be the man. Mm. And the second thing that I really, really liked was the joy with what, he had when he scored his goal. Mm. Sometimes Marcus Rashford, I always feel like, is such a nice guy, and if he doesn't score, it's not important ever. Today, it really looked like he wanted to make a mark, and when he scored, like the, the look on his face and the joy, and like mm. the, I think he's just starting to believe in himself again, Rob. 100 well, goals now for Manchester United, yeah. 22nd, I think, in, in uh, you know the 22nd player to do in their history. He's still, Rob, he's 25 tomorrow. Mm. He's only 25. I didn't move to the Premier League till I was 25. Yeah, 100 goals is good, by the it's way. incredible. 100 goals is, is good it's for incredible. that club. Listen, there's no question today 
He looked a million dollars. And you're right. He looked like he was he was he was going to play a leading part in this game right from the start. Where he runs inside and takes a ball right off the foot yeah. of Ronaldo. Mm. Doesn't doesn't get it, but he but he's confident enough to do that. Mm. Now, I definitely definitely like him more on the left. I just do. I think it suits him mm. perfectly on that left hand side, making runs yeah. in. He spoke afterwards and said about his desire to get in there more, to score more goals. Did it mm-hmm. today. Now, I'm not going to be two-faced about yeah. this. I have been really frustrated by Marcus Rashford over the last couple of seasons where I want to see more. I'm not seeing enough. I'm frustrated. Like, the mm-hmm. talent that he's got, he's not doing it. He's not bringing it. Body language, etc., etc., etc. He hasn't played a minute for England, Rob, in 2022. You know, and there's, a, there's talk now about mm-hmm. England Corp. You know, Gareth Southgate, the England manager, was there. I, yeah. You know, I, I, that's brilliant today from Rashford. But tell me why, and, and also, by the way, there was, there was a, he put a tweet out, Rob, which is a very interesting tweet, um, where he said, almost saying, like, my mind, my mind or my headspace wasn't right last year, found it difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, so well, he's obviously feeling better now. Does, does that mean that he might yeah. slip backwards at some point? Is, was that a wise thing to, I mean, he's so open, he's such a, lovely human being of course yeah um, um well, so, so I, tell I me like tell me why he's going to be, be so why like he's going to be different going forward is he is he gonna is this is well, this a why, different what well let's go to the let's go to the headspace and where he was and maybe lack of confidence and whatever we have to mate and we are the dinosaurs who played during the 90s and early 2000s when concussions and injuries and used to have injections and injuries mm. to make sure you could play and managers would let you play. We're in a very different time now, thankfully. And we as watchers of the game, viewers, um, supporters, have to recognise that there is also a, a mental health issue around football now that, that's very real. Harry Maguire, his mate at the other end of the pitch, mate. I could not believe what he's gone through over the last six to eight weeks. It must be horrendous to, be, to, to have been Harry Maguire. If, if, if Marcus Rashford, who's a very smart guy and done some brilliant things outside of the game as well, is coming out and saying that, he's, he's, he's doing that to let people in and to understand what's going on. Now, if he's been able to address that with help... And, and, and I believe now a lot of clubs have uh, mental health coaches as part of the staff. If he's been helped to get through that, and now we're looking at a period where he's better, he's, he's maybe got some uh, tools to deal with it, to get himself in the right place, or know where, who he's going to talk to, whether it's a manager, whether it's a coach, whether it's other players, then that's why he can be better. That's why he can be more consistent, because maybe that lack of confidence... It's something that's been in him since he's been a kid going in at United, playing with these superstars in this dressing room full of full mm. of international players. And he's a kid, young kid from Man- Manchester who's got loads of talent, mm. but just can't find the levels of consistency and mm. kind of believe in himself a little mm. bit. Mm. No, that's a, good, that's, a, that's a good shout. It really is. And, and he also said, Rob, that there's a different energy about the club. He felt it in pre-season. Mm. Um, obviously, they had a bad start first couple of games. Um, and of course, it's the manager's job to get the best out of players, and maybe Ten Hag is going to be yeah. that guy to consistently get the best out of Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, Rashford on the left, and so when you start to sort of, I'm sure the United fans kind of fantasise about a great United, a great, quick, yeah. skillful, 
finisher of Marcus Rashford from the left-hand side is all the United... They'd love to see that. It's just like... Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was brilliant today. He was the reason why they won the game. Best player for United by a mile. Loved yeah. it. Now, come on. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that every single week. We know that. You know, we've played hundreds of games. No. Like, we know no. that. But that's the yeah. sort of spirit and the determination, the hunger that I hope he brings now. And, you know, whether he'll get a, a, a late shout, Robin, in the England squad, Gareth Southgate was there. Yeah. You know, there's a talk about who's going to be yeah. our backup striker. Yeah. I mean, that Marcus mm. Rashford, and I know we had Lee Dixon on this head, that he'd million percent take him in the England squad. Right. And yeah. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. I just, he, has not, mm. he was not in the last squad. He's not played a minute for England in 2022. I don't know whether, mm. do you think Gareth can, can switch quickly and bring him in, given what, how he's looked? We've said about it that it could be interesting these few months before the season that people can play themselves yeah, if, if, into if, the if squad. He, if, he, if he plays it, plays, scores a couple of goals, confidence couple of weeks, is high. I think it'd be, the next couple of weeks, Rob, I, I don't see any reason why he couldn't... I don't think he's a nailed on, but I, mm. I definitely think he's, he's part of the conversation. Mm. Just on, on that one as well, Rob, I just wanted to get your thought again. Just on... You you, you got me going with, with the Rashford thing. When when would you say, you know, obviously you started your career uh, to Oxford, then went mm. on to Millsborough early and, and had your, your, your 10, 12 years up there, um, successful years. When did you feel like... I kind of got this game. Like I'm, 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 I'm I've, I, I know my position. I'm reading it. You know when you felt there was a period in the thing where you, you, you were on top of your game, weren't you? You're on top mm. of your, your body, your mentality. You knew the game tactically, even a good place. Because for me, that was 25, 26, mm. when I was at my most consistent, and I kind of felt like yeah. I've kind of got this thing now. Yeah. I'm just saying, we're saying that Marcus Rashford might be just hitting that space as well because he started too early and done all what he'd done. He's still only 25. Mm. Could no. he have worked a few things out? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd think, I look back and I, and I remember a sweet spot and it was around the same kind of age. I, would so, I was so in, in, yeah. in, in shape that I could, you know, mm. that I, I felt confident that I could, I could disrupt the game and affect the game all the time. And, and yeah, yeah, that is probably... Yeah, it is into your mid twenties probably because you've learned a little bit. Mm. But yeah, so it's interesting. I, I just I, the, the what, where it's different, Rob, is that we've seen flashes of brilliance before, and and then it's dropped off again. I, you know, yeah. Let's 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 just let's enjoy today's performance and uh, yeah, we've given him a ton yeah. of credit yeah. and let's That's hope that continues hot. because that was that was pretty special. Yeah. And just a quick line on Ronaldo, Rob. He got the start today. Sancho sat on the bench. Ronaldo was in. Did okay, but not. Yeah. What do, you, what, what do you think of how that yeah. went for him? Those are the, that, that's part of the, you know, exhibit A, why he's not going to start every game, mm. Rob. He, he's not, you know, he can't, even at his age, even with his ability, affect games and, and, and you know, show two, three goals out every week. Mm. These days when he's going to be sometimes not as effective and that's the incentive for the Sancho's to get himself back in that team. Martial's to come. Milanga played today. Anthony is saying, you know, mm. there's, there's, there's an exciting mix of young forwards at Manchester United. If they can bring that consistency in terms of goals and, and performances, that, that that's without Ronaldo. And if Ronaldo's there, then, then so be it. But, um, yeah, I thought it was one of those days when you sometimes realise that he's not going to be a main player for Manchester United every game. We'll get on to a quick line on West Ham United. I just want to finish with Harry Maguire. Just, just you know, he started today. And, and David De Gea, mate. And, and yeah, and David De Gea. Yeah, it was brilliant. I just yeah. Maguire. Yeah. Just did well. Did okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was a decent game mm. for him to play in. 
Um, I thought he did okay. I think it's important that he's back out there. He's yeah, clapping the fans at no the end drama. of the game when yeah. they're winning, and he's you know he's kind of yeah. celebrating with the team a little bit. I th- I felt good for him as yeah, well that he's out him. there playing again. Yeah, you know, good for him. who knows what's going to happen with the World Cup? South- Southgate really likes him, trusts him. I think it's really important mm. for him to get minutes. Um, but yeah, but you finish off on on David Gea. Yeah, and, and David De Gea. I just thought Rob when when I looked at, at the um, when I finished the game and I looked down the two players were Marcus Rashford and David De Gea. Mm. Are they part of the future or are they part of the past? You know, mm-hmm. and, and in different ways and at different ages, it's like De Gea can still come up with brilliant moments. So I read a, a tweet that was put out today that, you know, Spain have got a 55-man provisional squad for the World Cup. He's not in, he's not in it. Now, is that because he's now seen as the, the defunct goalkeeper doesn't use his feet? That You know, he, yeah. he, he has the odd moment now and then, mm-hmm. lots of concentration. He's still important to, to United, mate. He's still very, very important yeah. to Manchester United. And um, I still think these these are a role and these are future for, for David De Gea at the football club. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think there's um, talk about contracts, isn't it, right now? And stalling a new contract offer mm. for De Gea or something, which isn't great. But no, he, he was superb today. A couple of really, really great saves. Um, West Ham yeah. played well. West Ham wasn't much in it today, Rob. We had the stats yeah. at the end of the game, as we always no. do. And guys, pretty even on almost everything. Um, final piece wasn't there. Skamaka, mm, a bit disappointed, really. I thought he was lucky to stay on yeah. the field, actually. With a... I've been a little disappointed with uh, yeah. him, Rob, generally. Yeah. Mm. I've seen him in Europe score a few goals, but I did a game last week, the mid, um, the Monday night game, and he didn't particularly yeah. play well. His build-up play was poor against Bournemouth. He didn't yeah. link people in very well. And, you know, it, it might take a moment. Another young player coming to, to the Premier League might take him a moment, get used mm. to it. Yeah, Bowen as well. Miss, I thought Bowen had a great chance. He kind of he missed it the ball a little bit mm. um, towards the end of the game. But but I, they're improving. And David Moyes afterwards was yeah was was a little frustrated, but uh, but appreciating that the team is improving. Again, they've got the, yeah. the Thursday, Sunday thing going on. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, we never seem to talk much about West Ham, Rob. They, you know, they, they've definitely improved yeah. where they've been at. I mean, Flynn Downs yeah. is an interesting player playing in the hole now. Is uh, Paqueta is out injured at the moment. Yeah. Um, they just Paqueta. can't, you know, the wide players are not scoring. Bowen's not scoring. Ben Rama's not scoring. Mm. Skamaka. I thought Antonio looked fired up when he came into the game, Mikel Antonio. Um, yeah. But yeah, a tough day for West Ham fans. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but it well, was look, it was not They're a playing bad decent football, aren't yeah, they? They're playing decent football. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, final touch in, in the 18 yard box. And the other thing with West Ham, we've rarely got well beaten either. They've been in most mm. games and, like say, with better finishing. I think we're sitting yeah. have a few more points. OK, let's move it to a team that were ticking along nicely uh, under the new mm. manager, Graham Potter, returning back to Brighton. I mean, sometimes it's almost written these things, isn't it? He's unbeaten, he goes back to his former club, he gets done for, um, you know, his team look a little bit in disarray at times with, with, with the system and the way he was playing. And what, what do we make of Graham Potter's return to the Amex? Uh, I got smashed. They got smashed by Brighton. I love, I love how yeah. Brighton played. I loved how brave they were. Yeah. Roberto De Zerbi is going to be my new, my new, you know, uh, 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 my is new, new Graham Potter. My new Graham <laughs> Potter. My new kind of fascination is going to be with him, because I love somebody coming into this league and doing something different. I mean, we. I got up on the tactics mm. session. I said, well, t- tough one to predict. This is how Brighton are going to play. This is how uh, Chelsea are going to play. Chelsea was pretty accurate. Brighton mm. was way wrong. He went with four at the back, kind of four, four, one, one. Yeah, yeah. You know, those, those, and, and it was fascinating because Deserby kept his wide players high, expecting the Open five to, high, be, yeah. to, to come back yeah. for Chelsea. They didn't. 
Potter said, mm. no, you know what? I don't care. I'm still going to go yeah, with a three. Up, yeah. So it's interesting tactically. Yeah. I love the energy from, from Brighton's side. I just, I think mm. it shocked Chelsea that how quick they came out. And, and Potter couldn't adjust his yeah. team well enough. Um, looked a little kind of lethargic Chelsea. I just loved everything that Brighton did. Yeah. I just did. And, yeah. and Moises Caicedo with a through ball that led to, I can't remember which goal mm. now. I mean, they, they were goal. superb. Trussard yeah. switching from yeah. a wing back to a centre forward made yeah. sense. Um, Welbeck didn't start the game. Lana was just in behind Trossard. No. Estupinian played left back. Little Mitoma, you know, that played left sided. I mean, mm, yeah, started really well, didn't he? Yeah, it's going to be hard to read, you know, which is good, Deserby's teams. And of yeah. course, he, he needed to yeah. win, Rob. You know, you talked about it. Was it last weekend or a yeah. couple of weekends ago where, you know, he needs yeah, to win, so, which he did yeah, need to win. Just, just needs to win. What a way. Yeah. What a way to get yeah. cracking, mate, with that, with that win. And again, uh, I was watching the game and you're fascinated by it, Rob, but at some point, and, and the bravery of Graham Potter and the creative, inventive way he sets his team out, but I thought it was a classic day, and you said quite rightly with the wing-backs, when you've got Ryan Sterling and Christian Pulisic as mm. your wing-backs mm. and you push them yeah. up and they mm. stay there, Rob, mm. in any system, unless you're totally controlling the ball, yeah. the wing-backs got to have some defensive responsibility. Right. Yeah. And these two don't. And, and mm. they got down that side, you say, the um, Caicedo ball to Estupinan down that side. Yeah. There's a couple of times that, that Sterling just ain't coming back down on the, on his side, mate. He, he ain't going to do it on this left-hand side. So Correa's getting um, yeah. exposed and, and they're getting... They've got the crosses in there, Rob. The crosses that forced their own goals yeah. a little bit. One was a set-piece. Yeah, the goals, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, is that something Graham Potter's going to have to... Deal with Rob, or is, it, is that him? That's the way he's going to play, and he's going to want better control and not give him the ball away. I mean, uh, Chogo Silva is good. He had, had one of those days where mm, it wasn't did, quite yeah. happening for him, made a couple of errors and yeah. got out of a couple, but also left himself short a couple of times as well. Is that is that who Graham Potter is, mate? Is that the belief in, in what he does and how he sets it up? Yeah, I think so. I think so. We've seen that many times before. I don't think he's going to change on the back of this. Mm. I think he was surprised by Brighton in this game, and, and everybody, you know... Yeah. is new. Like, we don't know what he's going to do in certain situations. You can watch him, his team play against certain teams, but you don't know until you send more of a body yeah. of work. You don't really know what to expect. Maybe the way mm. he played against Man City was a clue. They lost that game, but still approached yeah. it with great energy and with, with tacti tactical kind of bravery. They just had a bad day, Chelsea. Couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. But, yeah. I, you know, yeah. when we think of, of course, Christian Pulisic, who... You know, we keep a special eye on, of course, um, playing a right wing back, Sterling, Rob. I mean, I think we have we have we we've started to talk about, you know, yeah, he don't quite look quite, either. you know, under, under when he first he's went there. He's too happy, is he? Mm, yeah. I, I'm not sure wing back's yeah, the future for him. I know there. why he's there. I know why he's mm. there for a goal threat yeah. in a different position to your to your central attackers and um, Pulisic, Rob. Yeah. I mean, again, he doesn't be playing wing back. It's okay if you can stay no. right wing, not right wing back, but right, right wing. Yeah. And you get yeah. the ball and you're yeah, taking yeah. them on and yeah. you involve. But a game like that, where you're forced to be on the back foot, doesn't suit both of back. those players. Yeah, it doesn't and, suit him, does he? No. Doesn't suit so, him. No. So Potter, you know, we give him praise when he does something that we think, well, that's yeah, clever. For sure. This wasn't. Yeah. This wasn't one of those. It was a bit of a humbling mm. experience for him. 
going back to Brighton where he got a little bit of stick for the way that he left and then coming back. Yeah, how, how did you feel about the stick? Well, I, I, you know what? How, how did you? I, I was uncomfortable with it. I, I think, listen, what that guy's done sometimes in football, and I know football fans, you know, once you've left your club, that's yeah. it, and he made a decision to move on, but mm. he didn't have to do some great stuff at that football club. Put oh my goodness! I, I mean, I, you know, you can't imagine. But that—that's one thing, and that's—that's hundred percent right. He did an amazing job for that club. But I thought a Brighton fan, yeah. I listened to on the radio, Rob, put it right. We—he basically said, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit. Said, you know, we really appreciate what Graham Potter did for Brighton Health and Football Club. But this is this is yeah. soon. This is soon. He's come and taken. He's, he's left us oh, really spoke, quickly. Yeah. He's taken loads yeah. of our staff. Mm. He's taken one of our players in Kukurea. Yeah. Like, Kukurea, yeah, like, yeah. So I, I, uh, that's where it comes from, Rob. I think they said yeah. if he comes back yeah. in a year's time or yeah. whatever, and we've got over it. It's a little bit of you know, mm. we've got a new manager. We're playing well. Then oh, okay. he will get the. He will get the. It's a bit yeah. raw. Yeah. Given okay. the amount of people yeah. that left one club, and they're still yeah, after. Um, I think they're after yeah. one of their recruitment guys as well. I, I believe. I think they're trying to Chelsea yeah. are trying to get another recruitment part who's who's been responsible. Can't uh, remember his name. Is it Win Stanley or somebody else that's been responsible yeah. for bringing in all these South American players? These great signs of Brighton have made. So yeah. Chelsea are trying to they're trying to pinch. What's mm. it? Headhunt. They're trying to headhunt yeah. the, the best Which, people in, in yeah. certain positions. So that's where it comes from. I think. Uh, okay, mm. but uh, well, his, his old team certainly gave him a bit of a, a, yeah. of a doing. Maybe uh, a little thought in terms of yeah that he's, he put a good squad together. Deserby's taking it on in, in his own style and uh, great win for for Deserby. Great result for for Brighton and keeps them sort of top end of the table, looking in mm. good shape. Let's move on to Tottenham Hotspur, my friend, because kind of sometimes I'm scratching my head with, with Tottenham. Never mm-hmm. quite know what. Is coming. What's what's playing? We know at times the football isn't as sparkling as others, but they get results. Two 0 down in this game, mate. I'm, as I'm watching this one play out, and I'm thinking, God, what, this is going to be a terrible result. And from read a few reports, apparently uh, Antonio Conte has the halftime t- team talk of halftime team talk. Oh. Get into his team a little bit, gets them a little bit more aggressive on the front foot, makes a couple of changes, and they manage to win the game three two, mate. Which is kind of Part of the, for me, the, the strength of Antonio Conte, he can physically get to people and make things happen, whether he's on the touchline or whether he's at a half time in the dressing room, mate. That's the way that Spurs are going to have a chance because they're not going to play any differently, mate. I don't think we're going to see no. a, a different Spurs in terms of playing and plan B and all this that well, people so are talking you about. You say that, I mean, but, just but doing. You say that, but there's a. There is, there's a normal Spurs, right? Which we know what it's all about. It's defence first, it's shape. The it's normal Conte Spurs normal defense. Conte Spurs. Yeah. But there, yeah. is a, there is an yeah. emergency Spurs that's, that's pretty good. And if they go behind, they step into mm. this different gear where like, oh, the shackles are off. Let's go and take it to the opponents. I think we've seen that. We do see that sometimes if the game's not going right or it's nil-nil in the first half, second yeah. half, they step it up a little bit. I think there is another gear they can go to if they need be, and this worked out brilliantly yeah. where they come back and win it late. Benton Kerr, was it, got the, the late goal with the side? Benton Kerr with the late goal. Yeah, yeah with the late again, goal. I again, mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we um, it's so funny, like, like it's not just you. I think a lot of the Spurs fans are like, what, don't really know how to feel about Antonio Conte. We have a producer on our show called yeah. Mike, and he's a big Spurs fan, and, yeah. and, he, and he, he speaks to me in my ear in the studio, where both of our ears in the studio, and he's like, moaning about Spurs yeah. one minute, and then, oh, well, hang on a minute, Mike, <laughs> they've just, they've just, so it's, 
I, I think that's, yeah. that's a, a, a kind of t- normal, typical view right now of Spurs fans is like, as long as they're winning mm. and they're in the, the third yeah, place in the Premier all, League, okay. it's all right. Because then you feel like, yeah, yeah. You know, this he's got this and we know what we're doing and it, it's not mm. always pretty, but, but who cares? We're winning games. Um, yeah. That continues. Like, it's been a few dodgy ones, but that continues given that victory at yeah. Bournemouth. So, again, it was hard for me to get a good sense of it. It was like a million games yeah. going on at 10 o'clock on Saturdays. One yeah. of those goals flying in everywhere. Um, but, yeah, we're mm. watching the spurt. When the goals are going in, we, we're looking at that. And uh, that was some comeback, wasn't it? It's good stuff. Yeah. They, they, they were saying as well, Bob, one of the keys to the game, and as I, as I was watching some highlights, was that, that Lucas Moura coming on. And it gave um, an extra body up front. And it livened up Kane and Son, who were dropping mm. deep and not getting much possession. All of a sudden, it, it was the three up front. So... It looks to me as though the better Spurs, and again, depending on, on the game and how it's been played out, is, is three attackers and those four yeah. across, the, across the middle, rather than that extra man in midfield who doesn't no. necessarily have the creativity of a mm. Bruno Gimenez or Bruno Fernandes or Ericsson or one of those. They're not that type of player, mm. so it's almost better to get another body up, yeah, up top and, and get the front three going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got the word. Yep. Uh, Antonio Conte does his stuff at half time, got the, the three points. It was important, 2 0 down, and um, keeps them sort of ticking along in, in that top four. Let's talk about another team, um, mate, who've jumped from this time last year being oh. bottom three, oh. looking pretty hopeless, to top four, four goals. Miggy Almiron on fire at the moment. Eddie Howe continued to go from strength to strength. And the Newcastle fans lapping up some attacking, attractive football. Well, we've got to apologise, Rob, initially, because we haven't, we haven't talked up Newcastle United enough. And, and to be fair, you know, we watch as many games as we can. I don't feel like Newcastle yeah. has been a featured game for us for a while where we get a real detailed no, look at Newcastle yeah. United. Do you know, yeah, we haven't had them on much. Yeah. You know, we could have had them in this game. And, and, and now I hope that of course, there's some things we can control, some things we can't, that we start to see yeah. Newcastle United. Because this is becoming a story. This is becoming a crazy story yeah, where yeah. they look like a genuine top four threat or, or a contender where mm. nobody, I don't think, is expecting that improvement, development, objective just yeah. yet. I mean, and, and i got to say, you know, we know they've spent money in the market, but it's not been crazy money. They've not, they've not bought in crazy amount of top players that you'd expect them to be challenging. Yeah. They just haven't. This is a situation where the manager, Eddie Howe, was a great bit of business, and he's, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a little, he's overachieving, Rob, with this group. I mean, I mean, what he's done yeah. with Amaran and a few others. Say, yeah, I, yeah. I think so. I mean, it's Joe brilliant. Ellington. Joe Ellington. Yeah, there's, a, there's, well. a yeah I mean, there's a few. Joe Ellington was out the door. Brazilian centre-forward who couldn't score. Yeah, and... and, and um, I and mean, even right now, Alexander Isaac's out the side. Alan St. Maximum is not in the side. Mm. They're talking about St. Maximum having a job to get in, get back into this team the way that it's playing right now. Now, it, it's just, you know, when you, when you think of the job that he's done, I mean, it, like you said there, like bottom three this time last year to where they are now is, is pretty remarkable. And I, I, I'm looking forward to the next time we see, have them on a, on a big window, an NBC window or, or the yeah. early game or yeah, the late yeah, game where we can focus on one yeah, game yeah. to take a closer look at mm. them. Of course, we've seen tons of the highlights and, and we've seen a lot of games, but not as many as I want just recently to get a sense of what's going on. Amaron yeah. is just in that sweet spot in a career right now, Rob, where everything he's doing is, is not just good, it's like remarkable and it's wow 
with some of the goals yeah. that he's scoring. Callum Wilson is scoring regularly. Bruno Gamarish looks like one of the best midfield players in the Premier League at this current moment mm. in time. With everything else that Newcastle yeah. are doing with Eddie Howe in terms of entertaining, fast, attacking football, scoring goals, looking great at the back. It's, it's becoming mm. a, a big part of this season's Premier League Newcastle United are. Let me chuck one at you. So it was um, Callum Wilson, I believe, the couple of days before the game or something, saying that he should be on the plane to Qatar, put himself up there, got a couple of goals, including a penalty. Um, you know, I made my notes looking at uh, the game. You know, he can go over the top, Rob, um, to, to stretch people. He's still got good pace and physicality. He's decent enough on his hold-up play. He's back to goal. He, he can sniff a, uh, a goal out in the box. He's kind of got a mix of most of the others. Um, wise thing or not, do you think, to, to put a bit of pressure on Gareth, a bit like, well, you know, don't forget about me. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. And it's going to be an interesting mm. call by Gareth about this because, yeah, I've got four guys written down here. Ivan Tony, Callum Wilson, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Marcus Rashford, that will all want to yeah. be there. I think Calvert-Lewin, in my opinion, that's it's too late. I know he's back now, and I know what yeah. he's done for England before. I know what he he can bring, but it's mm. it's a bit it's a bit late to to throw him in. Ivan Tony has totally deserved it with the way that he plays, and is a different option at the yeah. World Cup. Who doesn't love a, an England player that can score a penalty and is almost 100% guaranteed? <laughs> so I like that option. Yeah. Marcus Rashford's just done what he's done for United. We'll throw his possibilities in there now, and Callum Wilson. I mean, the, the only thing, of course, is, is the potential for injury. But if you're not, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. if you're not the starting player and you're, you, if during the World Cup, you should stay fit, just training and maybe coming off the bench. Mm. So I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it. That's a tough one. It's going to be a real tough one yeah. um, in terms of who to take. What are you thinking when you, when you, when you I mean, I, I'm, I like players to have earned it and I, and I like players that are fit and healthy. Yeah. And, and I would favour Ivan yeah. Tony at this point, Rob. But but I'm think? between the two, Rob. I'm between the two. I, I I think Callum Wilson, in some ways, is is a bit of a mix of them all. So I, I, I can see that Ivan Tony is a specialist in what he does. Bit of a different option with his size mm. and the way he plays. And as you've said, I mean penalties like which has been a big problem for England in the past in tournaments, is good. So um, I would probably just lean for Tony, just on, mm. on, on what I've seen this season. And Ra Rashford might get in another spot. Rashford might get in through a midfield spot, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't could. know. One of the wider wider players. I mean, mm. you know, no disrespect, but, you know, Ryan Sterling, who's nailed on, is mm. not in particularly great no, form not. at the moment, going mm. goals. So, you know, Gareth's got one or two issues um, to deal with. And... Before we, we move on, mate, just to, to wrap things up, I'm going to have my underappreciated performer of the week. And it's going to come from Newcastle United. And he's mm. somebody who I've thought of was close to the last couple of weeks. And then I read again today, uh, yesterday on the report. So Sven Botman, my friend. Oh, Sven the Botman. Dutch centre-back. He was brought into the football club from Lille. He's 22 years of age. 22. He's a kid. He's... Uh, Dutch youth international all the way through. I don't think quite yet he, he, he's, he's, he's played for the uh, full national squad. But good on the ball, aggressive, got that lovely feel, can, can play out from the back. He, he can, he's part of the best defence in the league, only 10 goals conceded. Mm. Him and uh, Fabian Scher have been mm. a great um, 
centre-back partnership with Trippi and Dan Byrne, which you think is a bit of a weird yeah, mix, but yeah, all, it yeah. works really well. Yeah. He's um, quietly going along his business, mate, and potentially is a diamond. Sneaky yeah. good. Yeah. Sneaky yeah. Sven is sneaky good. Yeah. And I just thought he was one of them that, you know, he came in a little bit, you know, when people were talking about the, the, the big spending and that, and he was brought in from Lille, and I think Eddie Howe did really well to get him because he had to, you know, sell the club, sell the dream. He's 22 years of age, um, you know, looks like he's going to go on to have a really big Dutch career. So, Sven Botman, my friend, my underappreciated performer of the week. You know what, I put him in the same category as, in terms of a signing like Bruno Gamarish, a little bit under the radar, yeah. maybe not quite mm. the, the real target of the big, yeah. big boys, but Newcastle United can yeah. go and offer him a yeah. big contract and say, come and be part of this. Come and be part of something special Correct. with your age. With, with what we can bring to you, what we're trying to achieve over a period of time. Yeah, I, I think particularly those two signings. I know that Dan Byrne and, and um, oh, the big lad from um, Chris Wood from, from uh, you know, from Burnley, Wood, yeah, and other yeah, players Burnley, that have yeah, come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, but I think those yeah. two, Botman and, uh, and Bruno Gamarish particularly, you know, they're good, good yeah. bits of recruitment. Okay. Yeah, absolutely good recruitment. Everything going well. Just feel the results to catch yeah, up on, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Cutter Palace won, Southampton won, uh, Edward with the goal. Yeah. It's a good, um, good play from Palace, winning the ball back, and they feed it into the box. Edward's in the right place at the right time. And Patrick's starting to get things ticking along now with, with, with Palace. I think there was a little bit of a worry that they were playing okay but not getting results, but it looks like he, he's starting to turn things around. I think that's 10th in the table now, and Palace won no winners. Good, good, good for Palace. Um, I'll go on to Brentford won. Yeah. Wolves won. Yeah. Um, Got to be honest, I'm a bit worried about Wolves. You know, haven't they said now they're mm. not going to make an appointment? Yeah, somebody in. Until next year. Until oh. 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, uh, and Brentford... Forcing themselves in a corner, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit. I, I'm worried for Wolves. All right, you look at the table now, minus 13 mm. goal difference. It's the third worst in the Premier League. Um, so that that wasn't great. And then the final game, Rob, to recap, is a game that we did watch. It was a feature game of yeah. ours. Fulham nil, Everton nil. Mm. Um, again, more impressive work from Fulham, Rob. And I, I kind of like yeah, what Frank Lampard's yeah. doing at Everton. I like the lineup. Dunmore Calvert-Lewin starting. Iwobi's playing mm. well. You've got good threats on either side. I kind of like Everton, the Everton team on paper and how it's improving, developing. But Marcus Silver, mm. again, you know, second half, they, they, yeah. they revved it up and Everton were forced to, yeah, to, to go the on the back team, foot. Yeah. They were the better team. And, uh, yeah, I just, mm. you know, I, I, I'm so impressed with... Uh, Again, like we talk about the surprises of the season, Fulham in eighth position in the Premier League yeah, Fulham is to be up pretty there. blimmin' remarkable. Absolutely. Good business, Rob. Good signings that are into the yeah, side. It's a Diop yeah. and a player that you've admired before from West Ham. Was a good bit of business. Yeah, Palina, we've yeah. talked about. Pereira. Um, mm. I just... Willian looks sharp. Like, yeah, Willian's been good business, hasn't really? he? Yeah, Willian. Yeah. You know, he was... He was he went there to train with them to, to get a bit of fitness, signed the contract, yeah. and now he's in the team. He looks good. So, Crazy. well done. Yeah, Marco Silva, going, you know, mm. going back to Everton as well, uh, proving that. Mm. I think we've all felt he's a decent coach yeah, in there, yeah. Rob. He's just had to, you know, get it right, and it, it's starting to look like that now. So, yeah, well done, Fulham. Mm. It'd be great if they can stay in there this year, having yo-yoed a few times before, and um, puts pressure on other teams. All right, my friend, um, it's been a good week for those setting the pace uh, at the top of the table. The Gunners get five. 
So they go back on top. Manchester City, Spurs, Newcastle and Manchester United all getting three points. So we're giving up for a really interesting second half of the season as we look for top four spots. Liverpool, I'm afraid nowhere near at the moment after another disappointing result for them. But we'll be back on Wednesday, November the 2nd. And that's to review the last group games of the Champions League with Tottenham in particular. They need points and a performance in Marseille midweek. But for now, I'm Earl, he's Musty, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night.